I'm Lauren Clash-Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Aussie Wind of Aussie Wind's Inner Circle at the gym at Judson. Hello. Hey, how are you? Terrific. And so glad to be here with you today. Um, well, I'm, thank you for having me. I'm one of your many fans. And okay. the Daily Beast writes this. The salt and pepper haired Aussie Wind is handsome, charismatic, mischievous, and very funny, but not cruel. How do you react to that? <laughs> so it's funny. Uh, I never realized I have salt and pepper. I, I always thought my hair was black. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it, it's a long time. Right? So yeah, I tell you something interesting. I never read anything that's written about me. So what you just read to me, I've heard for the first time. Uh, I don't know why I made a rule that I don't read anything about me um, because I don't live. I, I try not to believe the bad or the good. I just try to be as as honest with myself as possible. So I, I listen to the work, to the people I trust around me and deliver the best possible show I can. Uh, everything else is a distraction. But how do I respond to it? Uh, I, I stand by it. I have uh, uh, gray hair and I... I'm I'm very playful with my audience because to me, the goal of this show is intimacy. It's that people at some point believe and feel like they belong to this group and we're all one working together to create this, you know, magnificent, mag- magnificent time. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and you... To make for an up-close-and-personal experience, the set, designed by Adam Blumenthal, it's really an intimate arrangement of tiered seating around a separate, a central table where you work your magic. You have fewer than 100 people surrounding you. How do you keep your cool and have the audience not rattle you? Well, so, it's, it's, it's you know, I would say it's, it's, I attribute that to the years and years of experience in performing hundreds and hundreds of shows since I'm 13 years old. I'm not going to reel out all them now, but it's been many, many years. Um, I, I, you know, some people are scared of an audience. And it's, I don't know why it's genetic or acquired. I don't know why. I, I feel more at ease in front of an audience. I relax in the presence of an audience because I have a theory. My theory that people become automatically better uh, people the moment they walk into a theater. Because, you know, when you go to theater, you, you go there with the intention of opening your heart and mind. You're there to accept, to laugh, to have a good time. You know, people dress up nicely, bring people they love. You know, maybe have a drink or two before the show, which always helps. Um, so I, I really, I, I feel like it's, it's the one for me in a way, it feels like a very safe place where I, you know, I know nobody's be, is going to be made fun of and everybody's going to have a great time. So to me, there's no threat. It's, it's actually more relaxing. And I hope that somehow that attitude, the, what I bring to that space rubs off and people feel also at ease and, and, relax into the show and just have a great time. So yeah, to me, I, you know, I never dreaded a crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So. You, you, well, you referred to starting this type of work when you were 13 and you grew up in Israel, I think speaking yes. Arabic 
in your home. How does this all fit together as a young person finding their way in this extraordinary world of magic? So, yeah, I would say this. I, I, I never spoke Arabic myself. My parents, they spoke Arabic. Uh, my parents and grand-grandparents are of Arabic descent. You know, some of them came from Syria. Uh, my mom's side uh, from Iraq. Uh, when I grew up in that environment, for some strange reason, you know, in my time when I was a kid, being a Sephardic Jew was considered low class. I don't know if it relates to the magic per se, but... I start to pay attention to how we're being perceived. There's so many illusions, right? We we judge people by what what they look like, what they what language they speak, and and we we're not judging people by the individual, by who they are, and, and that kind of really bothered me. But you know, in magic, in a weird way, we create a lot of illusions. We create a lot of things that are not true. But I think the difference is in magic, it's all done with the best intentions. It's done with the, the, the you know, it, it's about creating something that people can marvel and enjoy, where some illusions in life are not so good. Mm. So I think that's, I guess, the similarity, but also the difference. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what would you attribute your beginning interest and how did you pursue it as a young person with this skill and curiosity and talent? So um, it's a great question. You know, I think like many performers, I started as a very timid introvert kid. I was shy. It was hard for me as a kid to make lots of friends. Uh, I, 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 you know, I would never speak up or whatnot. And magic intrigued me just, you know, as a spectator. When every time I saw a magician in a party or, or somewhere, I was intrigued. And the first time I learned to do a trick. And, and, and had the courage to show it to somebody, it empowered me. All of a sudden, I said, hold on, I, I can do this. I can do this. And all of a sudden, from a shy, timid, you know, introvert kid, I became popular. People mm-hmm. paid attention to me. People wanted to be my friend. Um, so I think that was uh, a, a huge revelation, understanding that magic or this art form is a vehicle. It's, it's a way to connect with people. And I, to this day, I, I believe that it's not so much about my magic. It's not about, what. look at me, how clever I am. Look what I could do. I really use it as an excuse to connect with people. Hmm. And I really, my, my greatest hope, and I, every time I hear people say that to me, I'm like, yes, that was my intention. I, I'm happy it's being conveyed and, and received. Um, I want people to connect with me as a human being and I'm using magic as a medium. And I think, uh, I think that's for for me, the highest goal when I do magic. Mm. Thank you for that. Your show is the most intimate magic show one could ever experience where one's name and very presence changes the course of the evening. It's storytelling, it's drama, it's jaw dropping where Hard magic taps into the most powerful utterances of all, one's own name. How did this come to you as a way to create your show? So I, I for many years, have used playing cards uh, to do tricks. 
And and I love cards. I still do. I will always love playing cards. <laughs> they, they mean something to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one day, I've had this crazy idea. How about I start with a blank deck of cards, meaning there's nothing printed on it. And I'll have the entire audience create a deck of cards for me by putting their names. Each person writes their own name on the card. And then the whole show is done with people's names. And I realized it becomes personal. People relate to their, to, they, they know your card could be picked any, at any moment and it's going to be, it, it will relate to them. And it's, it's just, a, it, it gave every card so much more meaning. And, uh, at first I thought it was a cool idea, but then when I started performing the show, I didn't realize how much more it means to the audience than what I thought it would be. So yeah, the, the idea started just, you know what, I think this would be interesting. And slowly, as, as I was doing the show, I realized, you know, there's a lot of death here because, you know, people respond to their name. People respond to other people's names. So it was a, it was a, a very pleasant revelation to me. Mm. And you worked with John Lovick, who's credited as the director. Will you describe the relationship between you and a director on a project like this? Of course. Um, John Lovick is, first of all, one of my closest best friends. Uh, I've written some books um, for the magic communities. They're magic books. And uh, some of them I co-wrote with John, who's an amazing writer and editor. And and also he has uh, a background in theater. So I think the fact that he is a magician himself, a wonderful magician, is a great writer and understands uh, drama and theater. It, he was just a perfect choice. And we're friends on top of it. So he really knows me. So, you know, I think it's always good. So I know there's many, many times people have used directors uh, to direct magic shows. But I think it's, it's crucial that the director also understands and knows magic. Magic, it's, it's its own beast. It's, uh, it's a very different animal than any other type of show. And John was just perfect for it. He, he knows me, he knows magic, and he has this great knowledge. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. May I quote a New York Times quote to you? So it's, that probably will be the first time I hear it, but go ahead, yes. Okay. <laughs> no, knowing, what you, knowing what I know now, I wanted to be sure to ask before I did it. Please do. Alexis Solosky of the New York Times states that in the past few months, I've had a couple of colleagues and a couple of rival magicians tell me that Wind is the best card magician they've ever seen. They weren't wrong. So my question, Ossie, is (laughs) where do you go from here with your work? You know, it's it's great. Uh, I've had people ask me, in the theater, uh, we, we did a couple of shows with Q&A, and, and some people asked me, you know, what's your goal? Where are you going with this? Where are you, where, where are you going next? So my answer is, I, I'm, I started to, to, to study the, the wisdom of Buddhism, and I try not to dwell on that question too much, because I feel it's a distraction from the now. Mm-hmm. I'm so busy you know, still tweaking this show and making it the best possible show, show it could be, uh, that I actually try not to think about what's next. Of course, there's always in the background, 
but I keep them on the back back burner so they don't distract me from enjoying this, enjoying this moment. I'm I'm doing a show that I dreamt about for a long, long time. You know, it's the first time you know that David Blaine produces this show. Uh, I'm working with uh, unbelievable team of very talented people. Uh, we built a set, literally the whole. We built a theater within the theater, um, mm-hmm. exactly to this specification that I think make for the perfect close-up magic show. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm still busy, you know, exploring this uh, endeavor right now. So the, the the word next is still not there yet. So I, I don't know if it's disappointing or not, but I really am so invested in the now and what's happening and, and, and just taking it in and, and trying to make it the best it could be. Well, thank you. I feel like you have reminded us all to be in the now and make it so. the best it could be. Thank you, Ashi. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm Lauren Klaas Schneider with Ozzy Wind of Ozzy Wind Inner Circle at the gym at Judson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.